Well, hello. I just want to let you know that we're starting Ground Zero Ministries this tonight. This is a Ground Zero meeting. And um, a few things that I want to really explain is what we're really about. You know, we believe in regeneration, which means that we believe that, that the Holy Spirit comes in and completely transforms a person. That when we ask Jesus into our life, that we completely are changed. That there's healing involved in our mind and our body and that we no longer continue to struggle in the ways that we once did. It does not mean that we don't have trials. It does not mean that we don't have areas in our lives that we don't have to work on. It means that, that God is at work in our lives and, and through accountability and, and the Word of God that we learn what and who Jesus really is in our lives and we begin to allow Him to sanctify us and take us on a new path for our lives. But something that's really important for us is that we realize that Ground Zero is about discipling individuals out of life-controlling issues and habitual sin. That helps us to overcome bondage by using the Word of God and accountability to begin to build relationships so that we can walk in His teachings where we cannot do those things by ourselves. That Ground Zero meetings are a safe environment where we can begin to be who we really are, whether the good, bad, and the ugly, where we can be transparent and we find accountability partners to help us to grow in who we are, who God has called us to be, and the plan that he has for us as individuals. You know, ground zero, you know, is in the definitions um, that I looked up. You know, in the Oxford Dictionary, ground zero is a site or a place of devastation, disaster. Or a violent attack but it's also a place a base for something to start we're starting from ground zero in Wikipedia it says that ground zero is a place where earthquakes or epidemics or disasters to mark this point a most severe damage or destruction but the Merriam-Webster dictionary says that it's ground zero is the very beginning square one it's a starting place Dictionary.com says that it's the very beginning, the most elementary level. The Macmillan Dictionary says that it's a place, a center for change, happening fast or even violently. You know, in our lives that we've had a lot of destruction, a lot of pain, that we grew up in very chaotic places and, and went through a lot of things. But I believe that Jesus is calling us out of these places you know, in Isaiah 61, 1 through 11, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, is upon this ministry. For the Lord has anointed us to bring the good news to the poor, that he has sent us to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim the captives that will be released as prisoners, that we will be freed. He has sent me to tell those whom mourn that this is the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against his enemies, <clears throat> this morning, this festive praising instead of despair, that in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though, <clears throat> though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields. They will tend your vineyards. They will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of God, 
you will feed on the treasures of the nations, boast in their riches, instead of the shame and dishonor, that you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. The everlasting joys will be yours, for I, the Lord, love justice and hate robbery and wrongdoing and the faithfulness rewarded by my people for their suffering and make everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will recognize and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that the people of the Lord have been blessed, and I am overwhelmed with joy of the Lord my God, for he has dressed me in clothing and salvation, draped me in a robe of righteousness, that I am the bridegroom dressed for his wedding, or a bride with her jewels, a sovereign Lord, will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be a garden in the early spring with plants springing up everywhere. Now, I believe that that is one of the core verses for my own life, but I believe that it's a core verse for where we're headed, that I believe that God is calling us out of destruction and we are called into those places to help other people find their way out. I believe as a ministry that we are going to help individuals grow in their relationship with the Lord to be able to become who they've been called to be, to be able to represent the Lord well. That I don't think that we can continue to, to just go through the motions. I believe that we <clears throat> need accountability relationships. I need that we need to be purposeful in our relationship with God and we need to be around people that are desiring to to press into him and, and chase after what he has for us. Now I believe that Ground Zero is is a ministry <clears throat> that's going to point people to Jesus and we will use the word of God obviously but we're going to use many different tools. You know there's many different tools in, in the you know, in the ministry of recovery, you know, the 12 steps is one of those tools. You know, there's other tools. There's teachings by, you know, Neil Anderson or, or Joyce Myers, you know, that are going to help people find freedom. There's different books that we will use to help people understand God on new levels and that directly speak to the areas that they're struggling in. I think that it's important that we don't try to attach ourselves so strongly to certain things when, not everybody fits into the same cookie cutter. <clears throat> that it's so important for us to realize that we have to meet each individual exactly where they're at and help them to grow with the Lord how he has planned for them individually. <clears throat> you know, it's so important for us to reach people where they're at rather than trying to, to drag them through a process. You know, that it, it's important for us to realize that you know, each one of us has our own places that we're struggling in. And we have other areas that we're, we're doing pretty well in. You know, and it's recognizing someone's strength and, and helping them to grow in those strengths and recognizing someone's weaknesses or areas that they struggle in sin and giving them accountability and structure to help them to overcome those areas in their lives. You know, I also believe that God's power can come, you know, through the Holy Spirit you know, that people can be set free in in moments, seconds even, you know, that this doesn't have to be this drawn-out process. I believe that, you know, for me, I, I went through counseling for years in areas that I never was free, 
and it doesn't mean that counseling is bad and it and it definitely helped but it's jesus who set me free you know so it's learning that something that used to take years can take months and something that took months could take weeks weeks days days seconds you know in the moment in the presence of god that he can set the captives free in, in an instant <clears throat> and it's so important for us to realize that he is the, the center of this ministry. He's the center of this meeting. That we're here to press into Jesus. We're here to encounter Jesus. We're here to get into his presence. We're not here to go to another meeting. We're not here to hear another message. We're not here for any other reason except that we want and need to grow with Jesus Christ. You know, and as we, we keep that as our focus, that we keep praising him, exalting him, and focusing on him, that we individually learn who he is and how we can grow in the understanding of who he is and it begins to to break off our bondage it begins to to break off the chains we begin to learn to put down our grave clothes and walk free out of the prisons that we've been in out of the graves that we've lived in for our entire lives you know many of us have had some really hard lives growing up and we don't know how to walk free of that you know and, and we may have had counseling, we may have gone to church, we may have read our Bible, but how do I apply those things to my life and find freedom? You know, and that's where we can come and be who we really are and talk about what's really going on so that we can have a safe environment to expose the, the pain that's really going on on the inside and not try to be all religious and not try to, to act like we're okay. And and be a place where we can be real and yet still be pursuing God. You know, so often, you know, unfortunately, you know, Christians are very judgmental. You know, and it, and sometimes the church isn't the safest place to expose some of the deepest pains and hurts. You know, I believe that we belong to a great church that has many different ministries and many different leaders that help make it a safer place. But not every church is like that. You know, many Christians don't feel safe to be able to talk about what's really going on deep down inside. You know, and I believe that this ministry, you know, having these meetings and being able to, to be real, you know, and having worship and having, you know, a word and having a time where we break into small groups is going to be, you know, a place where people can find the freedom that they truly desire. You know, that we will use different teachings you know, on the steps and different principles and, and different, you know, aspects of the Word of God to help us to all have a, a deeper understanding into certain areas that, you know, could be a key that unlocks the door that helps us to grow in freedom where we've been stuck in, in bondage for far too long. You know, there's so many times that we can quote Bible verses, but we don't know how to apply them to our lives. You know, that we, we know certain aspects of the Word of God. We know things about Jesus, but we don't know how to have a relationship with Jesus. And we don't know how to use our sword. You know, we don't know how to use our word. We don't know how to advance ourselves. You know, that we constantly are, feel like we're being attacked by the enemy. And we constantly feel like we're enslaved in sin. And we don't know how to rise up. And we don't know how to, to walk victoriously. You know, and I believe that this ministry... And these meetings are going to help people to, to understand who they are in Christ and begin to walk forward in freedom where they've been enslaved 
and in bondage for many, many years, even though they believe in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the victorious, you know, that we can learn to be victorious in ourselves because he first overcame, so he teaches us to overcome. There is no sin set before man that has not been overcome by the blood of Jesus. You know, and we begin to learn who we are in Christ and begin to hold our thought captive and begin to bring everything back to the obedience of Christ. And we begin to resist the enemy and submit to God. And we watch the enemy begin to flee. And then we begin to walk victoriously out of areas that we've been enslaved in for many, many years. You know, I believe that that these meetings create an environment for us to, to be transparent. You know, I personally believe that he's called me to to a radical transparency that you'll hear me on many, many occasions talk about the things that I'm struggling with in the present day and things that God has helped me come out of struggle with in my past. You know, that I believe that that, that it's all part of my testimony today, that the Bible tells us the sting of sin has been removed. So it becomes a story rather than in this emotional, painful event. You know, and as we learn to bring things to the cross and we learn to bring things to Jesus, that he begins to come into those deep, dark places where we still struggle, that those strongholds can be pulled down, that the light begins to shine into those darkness, and that we too become light. We begin to walk without the burden of our past because it's been carried upon the shoulders of our our Savior to the cross. You know, And we begin to learn who we are in Christ, that he takes upon all these things that we in our whole life have been carrying ourselves that they don't belong to us they belong to him and learning how to develop a relationship with jesus and how these principles apply to our freedom that we often carry all this pain on the inside of us and we don't know how to give it to jesus because we're going through the motions of our christianity and it it's so important that we learn that we have to have this real intimate practical relationship with jesus and that every sin has been paid for past, present, and future. You know, so the stuff I'm going through right now, that I have to learn to repent and give that to Jesus. You know, the stuff that's in my past that I I continue to bury, and I continue to to act like it's not there, I need to confess, repent, and give it to Jesus. Other areas, I need to forgive others who have sinned against me. You know, I need to, to learn to give that stuff over to Him so that I can walk out of those broken places, that my broken heart can begin to be healed, that the Word says that He's close to the brokenhearted or the contrite spirit. It also says that He creates beauty out of the ashes. And many of us, our lives have been completely set on fire. And we're here coming out of destruction, coming out of this broken place, coming out of complete devastation. And we're starting over. We're, We're starting again. It's a starting place that this is ground zero in our life, that we're learning how to walk free. We're learning how to, to put down the devastation. We're learning how to walk out of the devastation. We're beginning to start over a new beginning so that we can rebuild and be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And his relationship with us begins to teach us how to build our lives so that we can be successful and that we can overcome no matter what it is in our life that we continue to struggle with. And through our relationship with Jesus, we begin to learn that we can be victorious in every area of our lives. That I don't think that we have to struggle as much as we do. You know, that there's so many different areas in our lives that we keep in the darkness. And then therefore we we don't know how to walk in freedom because we don't admit that it's there.
You know, in Job 17.1, it says, My spirit is broken, and my days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. You know, I know for me, and I, and I can speak for many of us here tonight, that we should be dead. And it's a miracle that we're even alive today, whether through our actions or actions of somebody else, or even the thoughts of suicide. You know, that many of us have been really close to the grave. You know, and... You know, and in those moments, God has reached into the darkness. He's reached into that mari clay and dragged us out and set us on solid ground. But even though that we're on solid ground, it doesn't mean that we always know how to walk out the will of God. You know, it's so important that we allow Him to teach us to do His will. And we don't just go through the motions. You know, something that God showed me a long time ago is that I am a sinner all the time, and I sinned every day. That going to church once a week for an hour, an hour and a half is not enough teaching to teach me how to walk in freedom. Then I need to be pressing into the Word of God. I need to be pressing into my relationship with God to be able to overcome the sinner that I am. Not that I haven't been redeemed. Not that I haven't been justified through the blood of Jesus. Not that I haven't been justified through my relationship with Christ. Just because I've been justified doesn't mean that I know how to walk in freedom. I still have a lot of stuff in my mind that needs to get renewed. I still have a lot of stuff in my mind that needs to get healed. I still have a lot of overwhelming emotions that I have to process through because they dictate my steps, that my flesh is still in control even though my heart has been regenerated. And I have to allow the Word of God, relationships with people that are, are you know, above me in the sense that they've been walking with Jesus longer than me, teach me how to walk with him. You know, the blind man leads the blind man into the ditch. You know, I need to have relationships with people that have walked out freedom and then can explain to me how to go through certain aspects of my life. You know, learning to trust Jesus, learning to apply the word, learning how to, to grow in Christ so that I can become the man that I've been called to be. That I don't constantly stay in bondage just because, you know, now that I have Jesus, that I am all of a sudden completely transformed. You know, I, I hear people, you know, proclaim certain things, but they don't walk it out. And I believe that this ministry is going to teach people how to walk it out. I believe that there's other ministries that teach people how to walk it out. I think that small groups are a very important piece to the kingdom of God to create that, that small group of people that can be open and honest and intimate and that cohesion and closeness and unity begin to occur because the word tells us that we can't do this on our own. You know, one person standing alone will be defeated by the enemy. You know, but two people standing back to back can defeat the devil. But three people interwoven like a cord can hardly be broken. You know, Ecclesiastes 4 is teaching us that I can't do this alone. I need accountability. I need teaching. And the more people that I get interwoven into my, my strand, the stronger that I am. You know, and so often I watch people try to do this on their own. They come and they isolate. And they come and they isolate. And they, because they still have a lot of areas of sin that they don't want to address or they don't want to confess or they feel shame of. They don't know how to be open. They don't know how to be honest. And a lot of it is the pain that we went through and the stuff that we went through as kids and the stuff that we're still going through now as adults that we don't know how to be honest about what we're really going through and how we're really still struggling. So we isolate ourselves thinking that once I get better, then I will 
be able to represent God better. But it's actually in these moments that we represent him well, because in my weakness, he's shown strong. That when I show that I am broken and I don't know how to do this, and I rely on Jesus, that this dying world sees that I am honest, open, and transparent. And then as I point to Jesus, and then they see my life begin to change, they then see that God is real. You know, it's not that I pretend that I'm perfect. It's not that I have everything together, that I have it all figured out, because I certainly don't. And being able to say, I don't know, but I'm going to trust God in this. And I don't know, but Jesus is going to show up in this. You know, and I don't know, but the answer is in the Word. You know, and it's so important that we learn to apply our relationships with Jesus, you know, in every aspect of our lives. You know, Isaiah 128 says, but but transgressors and sinners will be crushed together. But those who forsake the Lord will come to an end. You know, in many of our times in our lives, we've, we've ran away from God and, and that we were in our transgression, that we were in our sin, that we were in these areas of bondage. And we felt crushed by it because we're trying to carry our own sin. And our sin wasn't ours to carry. You know, Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for our sin. You know, in so many areas in our past that we keep in denial and we pretend aren't there, it's still us being the Lord over those areas of sin and we keep it hidden. You know, and, and it's still a decay inside of us because that sin you know, deserves wrath, that our wages of sin is death. And as we have areas of our lives that we have yet to deal with and we have yet to expose, that we have yet to confess, that we have yet to bring into the light, that those things continue to direct our steps in the negative. You know, and as we get to a place of brokenness and we get to a place where we're tired, we get to a place where we feel crushed, we get to a place where we're at the end, that we have to cry out to the Lord and say, God, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it my way anymore. I can't continue to, to think that I have it figured out. I, I can't continue to, to continue to do it the way that I've always done it. I have to get to that end of myself before I can find the beginning of God in my life. And it's so important that we really get tired. You know, for me, that that I, I got so tired of living the way that I was living that I decided to do whatever it was going to take. You know, and I've had to do a thousand different things in my walk with God and, and in my sobriety that I said I would never do things that I never thought in a million years that I would ever be doing, you know, as I continue to surrender and allow God into my life, that he begins to, to take me on this journey of my life that completely surprises me. You know, if you would have told me, you know, 10, 12 years ago when I first showed up to the church, that this is what I would be doing with my life, that I could never have seen it. I wouldn't have believed it in a million years. But as I laid down my life and I continue to say, God, I don't know what I'm doing that he began to speak life into me, he began to change me, he began to transform me, and then he began to use me, that he sent me back into the same darkness I got set free of to help other people get the freedom that is so freely available because the Lord is no respecter of persons. What is free to one of us is free to all of us because it's free to everyone because it's grace. And that There's nothing that we can do to earn it. It was freely given to us that all we have to do is receive it by what he's already done for us. That he laid our, his life down for us. He lived this sin, sinless life. 
that he died a sinless death, that he took upon all sins of the world, upon himself, upon that cross, that he died that death so that we could have the freedom today, that he was buried in the tomb and he was resurrected by the Father, that we could be freed today by what he did for us, that it's not our own actions, although that we have to have action in our life. We have to live by the word of God. We have to live by these principles, that we have to stick close to what he is teaching us, that when we stick close to what he's teaching us, we begin to weave in and throughout the sinful world, not falling into the same traps that we used to fall into, and that we begin to walk in freedom more and more each day, each month, each year that passes, that we're more free than we were when we first accepted the Lord. And many of us don't realize that what is coming is more amazing than we could ever imagine. In Jeremiah 30, 17 through 19, it says, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast. It is Zion, for whom no one cares. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will restore your fortunes and your tents of Jacob and compassions on the dwelling. The city I shall rebuild on this mound, and this palace shall stand where it used to be. Out of them shall come songs of thanksgiving and the voices of those who celebrate. I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will make them honored, and they shall not be small. I believe that the Lord is going to restore each and every one of us. I believe that he's calling us to heal us, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. I absolutely believe that when we press into Jesus, he begins to restore every aspect of our lives, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Sometimes there's a suddenly. Sometimes we got to work for it. We don't always know. One person will get a suddenly, and then I have to work for the same thing. Why does God do it? Because his will is different for each and every one of us, but yet his will is the same for us to be like Christ. You know, and he calls us into that relationship. He calls us into that, that we're not here trying to get sober, technically. We're not here technically to be freed of certain areas of sin, even though our identity is in those areas. Our identity is in Christ, and he is calling us to be more like him. And we are called to, to that journey of life. That there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, there's going to be glory to glory, but there's valleys in between. That we're going to have trials, that we're going to have blessings, there's going to be a million different things. And Jesus is going to be in the center of every single aspect of that because he is healing us, he is teaching us, he is strengthening us, he is restoring us, he is doing what he wants in our lives because he can be glorified in every aspect of it when we turn to him in all these areas. And it's so important that we realize that this is a process. This is life. Life on life terms. We live in this sinful world. There's going to be trials. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be awful things that happen. There's going to be sin that happens in our lives. There's going to be people that continue to sin against us. We're going to sin against other people. We're going to make mistakes. Other people are going to do things. It's just life. And how does Jesus apply in all these different areas? That we can't just keep walking through it, pretending that we're Christians and pretending that everything's going to be okay. That we have to realize that everything comes with a trial. You know, and as we realize that these trials are to help us to grow in Christ, that the adversary is still here so that we learn to chase him around. That he is here as a weight would be in the gym, that I learned to lift it, I learned to push it, so that I become a stronger man of God, that I become a stronger 
follower of Christ. <clears throat> and through it, he is going to restore us. It's his hand that does the restoration that I cannot restore myself. Although I can walk things out, I can walk out principles, I can be obedient, and through it, I position myself for his hand to move in glorious, glorious ways. And if I continue to live the way my sinful nature wants to live, I position myself in disobedience, and then therefore, I open myself up to the pain of my own sin. And I position myself with other people that are in sin, and then that chaos continues to come wave after wave into my life that I cannot continue to live the way that I did before Christ and expect that I'm going to walk in blessing. Although blessing is still in his hands that he can bless whoever he wants. You know, so that there is no perfect way that I can put God in a box and get exactly what I think that I want out of him. That I have to be obedient, that I have to apply the word of God, that I have to build a relationship with him, that I have to listen to that still small voice, that I have to be obedient in every aspect of my life. And through that, he begins to guide me. He weaves me through my days and helps me to miss the, the, the traps of the enemy, the snares of the enemy, that I begin to recognize the plots, the plans, the schemes of the enemy. But I also begin to recognize my sin nature and the deception that I, I try to trip myself up with that I begin to walk in the freedom that I could never see before because I didn't have the light of this world directing and shining upon my path. That it's so important that we realize that we need Jesus in every aspect of our lives, that we have to surrender to him over and over and over again for his will to be manifested in our lives, that we have to constantly be in contact with him, constantly talking to him, constantly in our word, constantly be around other people that are headed in the same direction with us. Because if we're not, we find ourselves, you know, as a, a log in a fire that's been pulled out of the fire. It loses its heat. It loses its flame. That it's so important that we be around other people that are trying to burn for the Lord. And through that, our fire grows hotter and hotter and hotter together than we could ever do it apart. So I just really encourage you to, to keep coming and pressing in. And be willing to, to go where the Lord is asking you to go, believing in miracles, believing in suddenlies. We get willing to, to go through the process because it's for the greater good. It's for what God would want for us. It's for the, the people that we are going to turn into because it's someday that we're going to help people out of the same darkness that we are walking out of today. Because he, he likes to shine the light into the darkness and he loves to use our testimonies to help other people that don't know Jesus, find Jesus through our brokenness, that when we were weak, that he shone strong. So I really encourage you to uh, to press into the Lord and continue to, to be open and honest, continue to be consistent, continue to be willing to go where the Lord is asking you to go. If you would just bow your heads with me. Lord, I just thank you so much. I thank you for what you're doing here this evening, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in this ministry and even in my life, Lord, I know that you are doing more than we could ever know, Lord, that your hand is upon us, Lord, that your hand is moving, Lord, lives are being transformed, lives are being healed, lives are being changed, Lord, and we just glorify you, we honor you, we praise you, we give you all, every ounce of glory, Lord, and we just, we surrender ourselves to you. <coughs> individually and we surrender this ministry to you and we we just ask that you would move 
We ask that you would move in here. We ask that you would use us to help people, help the city to be restored, help the, the broken of the city be restored. And we thank you so much for all that you are doing personally in our lives and personally in this ministry, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we are not where we used to be, Lord, but we believe in where you're taking us, that we are going to be more than we could ever know because you're calling us to be like you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen.